Good morning, church. How many of you are feeling cold? Gee, how many of you are feeling hot? Come on, I pray the fire of God be with you. Amen? God good? Is God good? Only some of you say He's good. Is God good? God is good all the time. If you have your Bibles then, have you been good to bring your Bibles? I know we use electronic Bibles today. Eh? Can you turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2? 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2. I read from my version, alright? For he says, In the time of my favor, I heard you. And in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Abba, Father, this is your day. This is the day you made for each one of us, O oh Lord. And this is the day that you designed and you planned for each one. May we live this day to the fullest max of the day that you have for us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. You know, I want to title this sharing with you. It's a time to change. You know, how many of you change your clothes once a month? No? Good. How many change once a fortnight? No. How many change once a week? We change almost every day. Isn't that true? If you don't change every day, no one's going to sit next to you. Because the smell will drive them away. Likewise, we have four seasons in the year. Amen? Right? What, what season are we in now? But it feels like winter. Isn't that true? Every season has a change. Likewise, God is saying in His Word today, this is the day for change. You may have changed last year, but you still need to change this year. Amen? You cannot live your whole life on yesterday. You got to change for the tomorrow. Amen? And likewise, this morning, I want to challenge you that the Word of God to you and me is you have become complacent, you have become comfortable, you have forgot the goodness of God. Your passion was high. Now your passion has gone low. It's a time to change the level of your passion to high. Amen? And that's the word I want to bring to you this morning that God is saying to the church today, guys, you have lost your first love. And the cry of God for you, I... How, you, how many of you are going to the church camp? You better go. Chris Long is a fantastic speaker. Chris Long is a friend of mine. Some 40 years ago, I know Chris Long. He has never lost the passion for what he does. And I tell you, you're going to get a good lifting up, a rise, right? For your camp. Go, because God has, the judgment of God is coming on the church because the church has become cold, C-O-L-D. And God is going to bring coal, C-O-A-L, to burn you. The cry is, church, 
We got to change. We got to change lest we get lost. Lest we lose our direction. Lest we forget that God is coming back. This morning, I want to bring a word of encouragement and yet a word of challenge. And in that challenge, I want to bring a word of warning. Don't allow complacency and comfort to replace the change God wants to make in your life. Amen? How many of you are excited? How many of you want the fire back in your life? How many of you want God to change you today? I changed. I was once young. Now I'm still young, but younger. I once had hair and I changed. Now I just gave it away. In, generos in generosity, I gave my hair away. We change, friend. There are changes in life you cannot control. Amen? You cannot stop the clock of change. The clock of change will tick and tick and change and tick and tick and change. Like it or not, you better get in line with the change. You got to accept the change in your heart that God is changing. I have to change. I got to keep up with the change. I got to keep up with the times. Lest I fall behind. You know, those days, 70s, when I finished school, if you had a uni degree, you were the top-notch guy. Today, every Dick, Tom and Harry on the street has a uni degree. And being Asians, you got double degrees. And being Indonesians, maybe you got three degrees to your name. And constantly in the industries, constantly in all the careers, there is upgrading every year that you got to do. Because you cannot live on that certificate that is 1970. You got to upgrade. Amen? You got to keep current. Likewise, the Word of God is, you have become cold. And the Bible says, I will spit you out because you are lukewarm. You forgot the fire that God gave you at salvation. And you have gone back to sin, complacency, comfort, and slowly and slowly you withdraw and you don't even realize you're going away. This morning, wake up church. Amen? Wake up. Spiritually, wake up. Physically, wake up. I can see from here. I got good eyes. I can see with the eye of the Lord. But this morning, I'm going to tell you, church, this morning is not just a Sunday morning. It's a warning morning for you and me to wake up. He said the day. God's favor is for you today. Let me tell you, how many of you know this word opportunities? Opportunities don't come every day. Isn't that true? It comes once in a while and it knocks the door. If you don't open the door, it goes to your neighbor. Likewise, this morning, the opportunity of God is come. This is the day. I am here, the Lord says, and I want to redeem and I want to bring salvation. The word salvation means a couple of things. One is to be saved. Two is to be changed. Three is to be challenged. You'll be changed. Amen? How many of you want to be changed? If not, if you don't want, I can go home and change my clothes and, and watch TV and do something else. Huh? But I am here because I believe 
God wants you to change. This is the time. There are three things I want to bring to your heart this morning before you experience what God wants to do. Number one, that time is not in your hand, in my hands. Amen? Though I have a watch, but I don't control time. I only watch time. Amen? I can watch the time. I can play with the hands and change the hours, but time is something beyond my control. The Word of God is, you think you have many days. You think you have a lot of time, but let me tell you, time is not in your hands. How many of you read the news about New Zealand? 50 innocent people. Never knew that that day their time was up. Do you know when your time is coming up? One thing I know, be prepared. I do not know when, but I know one thing, I am prepared when it comes. 50 people died. Four-year-old kids to older people died because of one mad act. 50 lives were cut short. 50 people's clock stopped. Their life died. Life and time is not in your hands. Amen? You need to realize the Bible says, do not procrastinate. Do not say tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. Tomorrow may never come. Isn't that true? Don't think you are young. Let me tell you, I, I wish I was young. Eh? But don't think you are young and strong, nothing will happen. Today's world we live in is so dangerous. It's so volatile. Time is in His hands. He's the father of time. Every day you jump the train, you ride the trams, you take an aircraft, your life is entrusted into somebody's hands. How about putting your life in the hand of God? Let Him run your time. Update. You know, some today we get watches, you don't have to wind. You just shake your hands, it's back it up. Those days you have to wind. If you don't wind the watch, it stops. Eh? Isn't that true? Likewise, maybe your Christian life needs to be wind. Some rusty, some squeaky. And this day, God is saying, this is the time. Number one, time is not in your control. Number two, even your life is not in your hand. You don't own your life. Amen? You live the life, but you don't own. <laughs> <coughs> Amen. <coughs> the only thing, the only thing you own is your name, Tan Abeng or Tan Akau, or what? It's your own. That's your. But your life is owned by your Creator. He who made you, He who formed you, He who fashioned you, owns that life. Wow! Isn't that? Alarming and awakening? My life. Where have I placed my life? Into what? My self, my achievements, my friends, my family, or is my life in the hands of my Creator? 
Your time is not yours. Your life is not yours. Number three, your breath, your existence. Do you know you can sleep and then sleep and sleep and don't wake up? Yesterday, we just heard the test. We heard the news of a young man who is a fantastic bodybuilder, just like me, good-looking body. Suddenly had a stroke. We don't normally think bodybuilder, bodybuilders get a stroke, huh? Well eat, well eating person, well cared, everything. But suddenly his existence took a change. Now he sits in a home, paralyzed, just living out the days, waiting for the end. Can you imagine how many of you are prepared today for a stroke? Is there a preparation? Is there a course in uni how to prepare before you get a stroke? No. But we have this book. It's called The Basic Instructions Before You Leave Earth, called Bible. It tells you that if your life is put in the hands of the Creator, God will be the one that looks after your days. Amen? God wants you. However, there are three things that stop us from doing that. Number one, we are perpetual procrastinators. Anyone is a procrastinator here? Praise the Lord. One honest guy out of two, about 100 of you. Tomorrow. When will you? Tomorrow. Pastor Michel, tomorrow. Why tomorrow? Tomorrow. Then when tomorrow comes, I think tomorrow can. So one tomorrow became two tomorrows. Two become three and then it becomes one week of tomorrows. We live a life of a procrastinator, always pushing forward. As if living life, as if we know tomorrow is going to come, for sure. People who procrastinate cannot experience the work of God because God does not wait for you. Amen? The Bible says, wait upon the Lord. We wait for Him, not He wait for us. Your pastor, you can't be do something apart. Next week, can this week busy, and then next week come next week busier. You know, busyness never seem to subside. Always seem to increase. Have you ever felt that? Every day busy, eh? Busy what? No, no, just busy. Busy being busy. Busy apa? Busy. You know what does the word B U S Y stand for? Being under Satan's yoke. Satan, listen, the devil has a fantastic strategic plan. Keep you busy doing nothing and you won't do the things of God. Some are busy playing games. Some are busy looking at the computer. Some people walk with the phone so busy, bang the wall. Very busy. Doing what? Surfing. But no water, just surfing the net. So busy doing minors that we are not even spending time on the major. And the major is your life. Procrast are you procrastinating? That the passion that God put in your heart is slowly dying because you are procrastinating. And the longer you procrastinate, the passion will die. If you like a girl and you don't make a move fast, and if you wait too long, by that time, another couple of suitors will come in and say bye-bye to you. 
you got to act fast. Amen? Don't laugh and just, yeah, it's a fact of life. Eh? When you have an opportunity, grab. Don't wait. Because opportunities don't come. The sad thing today, the church pews are filled with people who say, yes, Lord, but not do what the Lord asked them to do. The Bible says, you call me Lord, Lord, yet you do not do what I ask you to do. Because you know why? You procrastinate. Don't procrastinate, friend. Do whatever. You know, I don't know about you, but when I was a student and when I was a Bible school student, I always ask the lecturer, when is the last day of my assignment? And if he say one month, within one week, I'll finish and give. And then I go around and tease all those who not finished. You, know? uh, you haven't finished. Days are coming. Time's up. I never wait till the end. All my assignments in Bible school, is the moment they give me within one week, the latest, I will fill up, do the research, finish, so that I can go and enjoy now. So when I am enjoying, I see people studying. And then I tease them. Eh? You haven't finished? Oh, it's just easy. Don't procrastinate. The devil has developed a generation of people that don't wait on the Lord, but ask the Lord to wait for them. God, wait for me. He says, I wait for no one. I, the Lord, wait for no one. You wait for me. Don't procrastinate. If you are, please wake up this morning and say, Lord, forgive me. I want to be proactive and not procrastinate. Number two, the reason why we are not experiencing this is we have lost our passion. Passion. One time I used to love the Lord. I would read the Bible. But now, I got no time to read. Right? I put audio. How many of you got audio Bible? When I'm walking, I listen to you. When I'm sitting there, I watch the TV. We have lost the passion. Church, passion is zeal. Zeal is fire in your belly. Do you love God? Where's your passion for God? When was the last time you talked to somebody about your life as, as a Christian? When did you tell someone of what Jesus done in your life? When was the last time you said, God, thank you for the wonderful miracle? Or when was the time you woke up early morning with a hunger? I want to read your word, your love letter to me, Lord. Somebody said this, the last thing on your mind before you go to bed and the first thing on your mind when you wake up is your passion. What's your passion? This year is 42 years. My passion is to love the Lord. I'm not, I haven't yet reached the max in love, but my passion is to love the Lord. Love the Lord. Feed on the Word. Eat His Word. Share His Word. My motto in life is this, that I may know you and that I may make you known to the world. The more I know, the more I share. What is your passion this morning, church? God is not looking for pure woman. God is not looking, God is not happy we sit in the church. Let me tell you that. God is not happy we sit in church. God is only happy when we take the church out and walk the streets and do that work. Amen? The church is not a dead thing. The church is living. 
when we go out and we take that church and say, Lord, I'm passionate. I love you, Lord. And I want to share with I want to share with my friend who I like. I want to share with him the things I love. What is the love of your life, man? Your wife, your girlfriend, your children? What if God takes that away? What if God took your career away? What if He took your sports car away? Would you love Him? What is your passion? We are sitting here claiming to be, we sing, we clap, we jump. Our passion is only on that chair. The moment we leave that chair, leave the auditorium, our passion gates drop, minus zero. We should not be passionate in here. In the house, we should be passionate to worship God. When we go out, we are passionate to live for God. Amen? I see a lot of Christians jump in church. I like. Then when I see them upset, they dare not jump. They walk with their head down. Why not take the jump to the street and jump and show the world how much I love Jesus? How much I believe in God? How much I want you to know of the love of my life? Passion. Ask yourself secretly, honestly, brutally, in my heart now, what is my level of passion for Jesus? I see in China, I see in different parts of the world, Christians are dying for their passion for the Lord. What, what if the circumstances change and we are in that circumstance? How would we react? passion. I like people who have passion. When I, when I was a pastor that looked after younger ones, I didn't care if pastors preach well, sing well, jump well, roll well. I'm not interested. I'm only interested in your passion gauge. When nobody is praying, are you passionate to pray? When nobody is jumping, are you the passionate one to jump? Or are you a crowd follower? Because the crowd jump, I jump. Why you jump? Because they jump. Why you clap? They clap. Why you sing? They sing. But what if they didn't clap, didn't sing, and didn't jump? What do you do? Passionate. Church. It's so sad. G Listen, let me tell you this. Do you know my Jesus loved me so much? He loved me so much. His Father loved me more than He loved Jesus. Do you know that? The Father loved you more than He loved Jesus. That He sent Jesus to die for you. He was passionate for you that He gave up all His to win you. Are you ever passionate for what He has done for you? Are you passionate? The father had one son. He gave up one son. One son he lost, but he gained many sons and daughters. What passion? What passion? You know, I like law. Law is something I love. Huh? I'm a law person. Huh? And when God called me to serve in the ministry, it's very hard. I, I love what I do. Huh? But God gave me a greater passion to love Him, to serve Him. And for 28 years, my wife and I worked with people on drugs and alcohol and teenage gangsters and all the scums of society. 28 years, our passion burned there. Passion is not an overnight thing. And passion is not for two days I'm passionate. Passion is something that remains constant in any given circumstance of your life. Your passion is always there. 
passion. Where's your passion, church? You know, I tell you, if you are honestly, if you are passionate, this auditorium can run triple service. I took a church of 70 small kids, 70 all school kids. And before long, I built a church of young people who were professionals who gave up their banking careers just to serve God. And they always say, Pastor Miso, your passion is contagious. Are you contagious? Is your passion contagious that it rubs on somebody, it attracts somebody, it magnets somebody to go with you? Passion. God, this is the day. God wants to do that. Don't procrastinate. Don't let your passion die. Number three, pursuits. What are you pursuing in life? What are you chasing after? Ecclesiastes say, you chase the wind and you cannot catch. How many of you are wind chasers? You chase and you chase and you chase. Just about to catch, he go. Don't pursue what you cannot get. Pursue what God wants you to pursue because you will get. Amen? What are you pursuing? It's okay to go study. Good, go study. Don't study, then you'll be a dud. But what is the pursuit in your life? You want to be a scholar? Good. Scholars also go to hell. What do you want to be? I always wanted to do law from a young day. My passion was law. I loved reading. I studied law. And then when I became a Christian, I also studied the law of God. What's your pursuit? What would people see your passion? Wow, this guy is truly what he pursues. Can people see your face and know your pursuits in life? Can people see and say, this child, what this young man is really a man after the heart of God like David. What is your pursuit in life? What are you chasing, friend? You burn all your passion, you burn all your energy, you burn everything on something not worth chasing. And then you get disappointed. You get disappointed with God. You get disappointed with your life. You get disappointed with everything because you chase the wrong things in life. What's your pursuit in life? You got, you know, Jesus pursued you. He chased, wow, he, Jesus is like a lover after that heart. He chased you from heaven down to earth to hell and up just to get you. He pursued you. He would not give up on you. He says, I love you with an everlasting love. You are the apple of my eye. Your names I wrote on my hand. I love you. I will chase you until I get you. What is your pursuit, friend? What is your pursuit in life? Someday, you get burnt out, exhausted, disappointed, and you never achieve. And then you look back. You live that life of regret. Pursue. Chase after God. I, my heart runs after you, Lord. My heart runs with you, Lord. Pursue. This world has given us so many attractions to pursue that we lost the one pursuit in our life. The face of Jesus. I had a friend who went to Bible school with me in the 70s. Passionate for God. Loved the Lord. Read the Bible back to front, front to back. Loved God. 
But somewhere in his life, an idol came up and he pursued. He took his eyes off Jesus and he pursued this. And he, ne- and he still kept the balance of go to church. You know, sometimes we like to play this thing. I will go to church on Sunday. It's not about the church in Sundays. It's about the heart. Where your heart is. And before long, he gave up the Lord, gave up everything, chased his dream. And then when he got that dream, his life went downhill. What are you pursuing? You are young, guys. You are just like me, young. Many more years ahead. Pursue with wisdom. Pursue with a godly heart. Pursue with the knowledge that God gives you the right things in life. It's okay to have a girlfriend. I'm not against you. Eh? It's okay to have a boyfriend. It's okay. It's okay to have a good day. But it's not okay to sin. Amen? Everybody may be sinning, doesn't make it right. Pursue what is right. Amen? Pursue with all your heart. Because if you pursue with the right heart, then you pursue with a passion. Amen? And when you have pursued with the right passion, you don't procrastinate. You are a man that does things now. Amen? Pursue God. Don't chase after the world and all its things, man. Do you know that we have a lot of young people taking their own lives called suicide? Do you know why they do that? Because they feel life is aimless, purposeless, meaningless. You know why? They don't know what to chase in life. Because they don't have a focus. They don't have a pursuit. They don't have a passion. You have Jesus, friend. You have that purpose. Jeremiah says, I... The Lord have a purpose and a plan for you to prosper. Amen? Asians, we love the word prosper. We love red packets. We love ang paos. We love prosperity. We love oranges. All the symbols of prosperity. God said, I got it. I give you the greatest symbol. I give you my prosperity. Pursue. Don't chase. Anything. Last P is many of us, because our pursuits are wrong, we have lost our purpose. Why we are here today. Amen? Do you know why you are here today? Not because I'm speaking, not because the church wants you. You are here for a reason. Do you know the reason why you are here? What's your purpose in life? What is your purpose? To make money? To be rich? to be handsome, to be... What is your purpose? What is the purpose you want in life? What purpose do you want? You know, somebody said this, huh? your purpose is determined by the posture of your heart. Listen, huh? your purpose is determined by the posture of your heart. Meaning this, the thing that your heart bows down to and worship is what you pursue. You really have that purpose? My purpose is to do God. My heart is humble just to serve God. That's my purpose. What is your purpose? By your posture of your heart. Where your heart is. They say, where your treasure, there will your heart be. My treasure is Jesus. Amen? And my heart is there. So my purpose is built in His presence. And my purpose grows in His presence. 
I love you each day, Lord, more and more. Church, rise up. The devil is slowly robbing you, stealing, eroding you. And before long, you die. When you lose your passion, you lose your purpose, you lose your pursuit, then you start, you know, when you start to procrastinate, you're going to lose all this. God is not a procrastinating God. God is not a God of purposelessness. God is a God of passion and pursuit and purpose in life. And I pray you go to this camp, you find that passion reignited, that you get up and you say, Lord, bring me back. Bring me back to that very first love that I want to love you. Amen, church? Hallelujah. Are you, are you, do you still love me? Do you still like me? I love you. I'm not scolding you. I love you so much that I want to warn you. I want to see all your faces in heaven. Then we can sit down and eat nasi champur. We can eat some what, ayam penye or whatever we can eat because we can fellowship. But we'll be sad if I got to heaven and I can't see your face because your passion <coughs> and your purposes took you on the wrong pursuit in life. <coughs> Amen? Let's stand, church. I want to pray for you. Hallelujah. Let's rise to our feet. Close your eyes. Close your eyes, church. Allow your eyes to see the face of Jesus this morning. In your eyes, see the hands of God reaching out to you and said, I love you. I love you. I want you to be with me forever and ever. See the Holy Ghost bringing that fire back into your life and say, let me start that flame of passion once again. Because God has a plan for you, church. Hallelujah. You know, is there anyone in the crowd that you want me to pray? Say, Pastor Miso, this message spoke to my heart. Just lift up your hands. I want to see you. Then I want to pray for you. Just put your hands up and put it down. Yes, I see. Anyone else? Yes, I see your hands. Anyone else? You say, Pastor Miso, pray that I have passion. Pray for my purposes in God. Pray for my pursuit. Pray that I don't procrastinate. Anyone else? Yes, put your hands up and just, just put it up. Let the Lord see, Lord, because your hand, you are telling God, God, here I am. I'm the one, Lord. I need you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, I see your hands. Hallelujah. Abba, Father, your word tells us that you look at us every day for your eyes roam the earth and you're looking for hearts and souls that cry out to you for help. And this morning, God, your eye has seen these hands, Lord. This demonstration, Lord, of a need, Lord. Their hands are lifted. You say, God, I need it, Lord. I need your passion once again, Lord. Burn that fire, Lord. Cause that fire to burn, Lord. Make me warm and hot for you, Lord. Lord, some of the hands are crying out for purpose, Lord. They are in the crossroads of life for decision-making, for directions, Lord. And as they lift up their hands and say, God, show me my purpose in life. I pray, God, you reveal for them, Lord, what's their purposes, Lord. And for those that are crying out, Lord, in their pursuits, Lord, 
who are lost, O oh Lord, who are just chasing and yet not gating, Lord. I pray this morning, Lord, you restrain them and you show them and direct them for the things that you want them to pursue in life. And I pray for those, O oh God, who have fallen by the side because of procrastination, Lord. I pray, God, you, you reach out to them and draw them back, Lord. That you draw them back, Lord. Come, Holy Ghost. Touch every heart. Bring forgiveness to their lives, Lord. May they find forgiveness in you, Lord. May they find forgiveness, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this wonderful Sunday morning. May our lives start to change, Lord. May we walk out of this door with that intent and purpose to make my life a change, Lord. For your sake, for your name, for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a clap offering, church. Hallelujah. Thank you.